Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. Welcome and thank you for joining us for episode number 83 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast brought to you by PJS and Co-CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and we are wrapping up our construction series with you today. This is the third of our construction series, and today we're focusing on industry metrics and KPIs. I have Katina Peters, partner and VCFO here at PJS and Co-CPAs. Welcome. Thanks, Megan. Again, we're in this construction world that I grew up in, in accounting. So, but it's uh, it's interesting and exciting. I, I think it's uh, interesting accounting, and I love looking at metrics and helping owners kind of measure up and set goals in that area. So, I'm, I'm excited that we're talking about this today. I think it's going to be helpful for people to understand. Yeah, and if people are just joining us for the first time. Uh, when it comes to construction, I know you cover it in episode 81, but can you give a brief overview of your experience in the construction industry? Yeah, sure. Um, so the company that I started out my, actually my work life, not just my accounting life, but my work life in, was with for 17 years as an accounting firm. And uh, our primary client base was construction uh, companies. So I really grew up in construction accounting and working with construction companies and helping them to, you know, build their businesses, understand, you know, their work in process and profitability and those kinds of things. So it's just really been something that I've been involved in for a long time. Also, I don't think I mentioned this in the other episode, but my husband has been in construction as well. So I've been around the actual construction process itself too. So I can see it from, from all different sides there. So, yeah. So you know what you're talking about, bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I like to think so, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have uh, worked a lot in this area. Yeah. So before we get into the specifics of numbers or percentages or anything like that, let's back up and, and talk about why industry metrics matter from just a general perspective. Yeah, I, I mean, they are so important from actually a lot of different perspectives. We talk a lot about managing your business and managing it well. And one of the ways to really know, you know, obviously, you know, okay, I'm making money or I'm making profit or, you know, those kinds of things. But to know whether or not you're running your construction company really well is kind of looking at how it compares to other companies. So looking at the metrics for the industry. Okay, am I spending too much money on my materials compared to the industry? How is that measuring up? Is my profitability, I think it's good, but how does it measure up to the industry? Maybe I'm doing better than the industry. Maybe I'm doing worse and I need to look at why, you know, because it just, it just really gives you that benchmark for like where you're at as a business. So that's really important. The other side of where it's important uh, is on the financing side. You know, if you're working with banks, you want to get loans, do the things you need to do, buy equipment, etc. They're going to be looking at those 
industry metrics. How does your balance sheet stack up? What are your liabilities look like compared to your equity? Those kinds of things. So, and, and, and so that not just the banker side, but also looking at what is your business worth, right? We've talked about that a little bit before in our valuation side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, what is my business worth? What, because not only you're building some profit and hopefully making some money as you go, you're also building this asset that's increasing in value. And to, you know, again, take a look at it from that perspective, knowing what it's worth, or maybe you're looking to sell it at some point. So if I was buying a construction business, I'm going to say, how is this construction business compared to the industry? Like, are they running it well? Is it efficient? You know, are there problem areas? Are there receivables a year old? You know, (laughs) what's going on? So, so it kind of folds into that as well. So like I said, there's lots of different areas where these industry metrics are important as a business owner to be looking at growth, profitability, efficiency, but also looking at it from the outside looking in, you know, banking, bonding, valuation, potential sale down the line somewhere. Those things all play into this. Okay. Well, and I want to reference too, we have episode number 15, where we talk about the SWOT analysis and it's easy to get in your business and just be so focused and so hyper-focused on the profitability within your business and what are your KPIs and what are you trying to accomplish? But it's nice to, I think you use that example of an ostrich with their head in the sand in, in that episode, you know, picking your head up and looking around at, okay, what else is going on? You know, not outside of my business. What else is going on in the world? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's lots of different times things are, you know, we've just went through COVID. What do things Mm. look like, you know, there? I mean, that shakes things up a little bit. And how how are you comparing and making sure that you're, I mean, doing everything you can, obviously, as a business to make yourself better. So, Right. Right. And then, so what can you do now knowing this and you've taken the time to look around and see what's going out outside of the business and externally, how do you use those numbers to your benefit in your own business then? Sure. So when, when you're looking at industry metrics and, and your business, and obviously you're doing comparisons, right? Hopefully that's the idea. Right. But then also what you want to do is you want to set some goals like, okay, well, where do I want to be in my business? Do I want to be industry? Maybe I'm not there yet. Do I want to be better than industry? you know, what kinds of things do I want to be looking at for that? And then, or maybe I'm struggling to grow. Well, maybe I want to see, well, what, what does the industry usually spend on marketing? Like am I, and am I doing that? You know, maybe I'm not spending enough. So, you know, some of those kinds of things. So we want to be looking at it, you know, from that perspective as well and making, setting those goals, you know, strategically, right. Setting those goals and we can set goals for, many different metrics. But, you know, as we talked about before, you probably need to break it down into some steps, right? Okay, so this is the metric that I really want to focus on for this quarter, let's say. Let's really focus on it. Let's go back, see what we can do to change our processes, change our procedures, get it in line. So maybe there's a few that we can pick from. We need to set those priorities as to what they need. We may not be able to set 20 of them and improve them all at once, right? So we want to just set those goals and focus in on the ones that make the most impact first and then we can tweak you know on the smaller ones later for example so yeah we want to make sure that we're using that again backing up and looking at it strategically and how how we can improve the business 
And when we're talking about industry metrics and industry trends, obviously you can spend a lot of time on Google and find like each individual percentage or data point that you're looking for. But where we're talking about is an actual report that you can pull. So you're not wasting 20 to 30 hours doing research on your own. Like right. If you're working with an advisor, they can help you mm-hmm. get this. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think Google can be a good resource for a lot of things, but you can also get a lot of, I mean, you just Google one of these metrics, for example, and you might get right on to what it is, but a lot of times you'll get like thing way over here and something over there. And it's just like all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's pulling, you know, on those keywords, it may be different years that they're pulling in from different places. It's it, maybe it's not an average to, you know, if we pull something from last year versus two years ago, it's probably going to look way different. Right. right? So right. we need to make sure that we're using something that is really reliable and is very transparent about where it's coming from, what, da- what data sources is pulling in, etc. So we want to make sure that we're getting it from that reliable source. And I typically like to look at a report that looks at like more of like the last five years, the last 10 years, less, you know, because you, if you're looking at one year, you can get a lot of up and down in that one year um, based on lots of different factors, things that are going on in the world at that time, legislation that happened, you know, who knows? So you want kind of that law of averages to come in to play a little bit with regards to that. I mean, I may specifically be looking for last year because I want to see, okay, you know, how did we weather something specific going on in, in our business compared to industry? But just as a general rule, uh, you want a little more of that averaging out going on. So, you know, we work with specific software that pulls together information from the industry and pulls an industry-wide pool and specific, and it, it's, pretty specific, specific to the NAICS code. That's how they pull it down. So, you know, if you're a specific residential contractor, commercial, you know, whatever it is that you do, it can get pretty specific, which is nice because you, you want to be compared as much as possible to what you're actually doing. If you're just comparing to a much broader base construction in general, let's say you're probably not going to get the metrics that make sense for you. So you want to make sure that you're getting that. So we use software that pulls that and it also sets it like side by side with your information and it helps, you know, make that analysis. So we can do a really, really strong comparative analysis of what's going on and, and how things are lining up. There are websites online that, you know, you can also pull that information from. But again, my recommendation would be to work with the CFO or an advisor that can kind of help you weed through it. That's a lot of information. <laughs> and you really need right. time at the end. There's a lot of financial lingo going on in there in those reports talking about what this metric is and what that metric is that, you know, if you don't have a lot of background in it, you need a little bit of time to get up to speed on that. And you want to really, again, hone in on the ones that, that are important, you know, for what you need to be doing in your business. So definitely would recommend working with some kind of an advisor on that so they can help you filter through all that data and get the best results possible. So in addition to the metrics themselves and these numbers, they also provide some trends that we're seeing in the industry, which can be helpful. So we wanted to talk about some of those in in the reports that we've been looking at. Yeah, they, yeah, like you said, they can just be really helpful as to what's going on in general in the industry. So you can kind of look at that and um, look at kind of national trends or you know maybe regional trends, state trends, depending again on where you're operating and what's going on. 
So with regards to a couple, we just kind of picked out a few highlights, I guess I would say, um, from the trends report that uh, things that are going on in the construction industry. So in, in the competitive landscape of the construction industry, things that are bubbling to the surface a little bit, and we've talked about IT a lot already, but advanced IT um, is one of the trends going on in the construction world right now. And that's from managing to bidding to looking at, you know, things with robotics. Um, and, you know, like in our last episode, you know, Jason talked about their technology and rental and owning equipment and how that's just kind of revolutionizing things. So IT touches us all, right? And <laughs> in our world, as business owners and as people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's something that we need to be watching and leveraging as much as possible. So there's that. There's also got to keep up your reputation and your track record. So that's every business, right? That's important. You got to have a good reputation as a business. And we've talked about that before. Right. So you want to be careful, have those quality controls in place, making sure that you're keeping up that reputation. This again, seems like pretty general advice and it is, but it rose enough to be mentioned in the industry trends. So that means they're seeing this split, you know, between companies that are keeping that reputation and doing well and then a lot of them falling to the white side because they're not putting things in place to make sure that they're staying and keeping a good reputation and providing a good ultimate product etc so you know making sure that they're doing all those kinds of things it helps and always gives us customers etc they also speak to a little bit about you know things being timely and on budget etc that's builds your reputation that all comes back to to tracking all the stuff we talked about in episode 81. Co- job costing, right. having weekly meetings, making sure that we're keeping track of all this stuff folds into, again, we, we talked about it folds into lots of stuff, but here's just another example. Mm-hmm. Folds into your reputation. You're on time. You're on budget. You're doing what you said you were going to do. Important stuff, right? To continue getting bids or getting jobs on the bids that you're bidding. <laughs> so, all right. And then they're seeing also some uh, service diversity going on, which especially makes sense given COVID last year. I think that a lot of businesses went to their think tanks when things went a little sideways to say, okay, what else can we do right. <laughs> that um, we can keep alive with? So that was a big trend going on. You know, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I've seen lots of articles about it. I'm sure a lot of people have, but how being able to change uh, what you're doing, how you're doing it and, and quickly adjust to things that are going on is, can help you survive as a business when something unforeseen happens a downturn um, goes um, you just want to stay on top of those things so that you're you're able to move quickly when something happens you want to also have plans in place we talked about you know having a strategic plan in place and how last year it was like okay we're gonna have a plan b <laughs> and we're gonna have you know <laughs> and yeah. have these reserves yeah, or c up. or d or e yeah exactly <laughs> we're gonna have these reserves built up we're gonna plan for that rainy day in case it ever comes i'm going a little bit on a trail down there but anyway so the service diversity was a big uh thing in the industry uh recently because of the downturn Okay. And then it talks about, um, in which we mentioned in episode 81 to the cyclical nature of construction and how you can have seasonal work or ebbs and flows in the work. There's unfortunately a frequency of cost overruns and delays in cash going on. And 
that's industry wide. And, you know, as somebody who's worked in the industry a lot, again, primarily that happens because it's not being managed well. It's not being tracked well, managed well, followed through weekly meetings, getting stuff accounted for correctly and and watching it it's getting to the end of the job and being like oh that wasn't so profitable <laughs> so we have these things going on Oops. um so again just bringing that into focus a little bit again as far as that is concerned so one of the metrics here also in there is accounts receivable averaging about 60 days in the industry so that's not horrible, but that's still a long time to go without getting the money for something that you've done 60 days ago. Because again, we're paying us or materials, labor, people to do the work, etc. And it's taken us 60 days to get the funds. So we want to tighten that up as much as we can. I, it can be attributed to a few things. One of the things I attributed it to is again, a lot of times it's not something that's as, as much focused on. So they send the, they send the invoices out late. They don't have a good invoicing system. They don't follow up on the invoices that don't get paid very timely. So there's, you know, a lot of those kinds of things going on. Sometimes it's out of your control. One of the big ones that I see a lot is government contracts. They are notoriously slow to pay. <laughs> they just are. Um, so, you know, you just have to plan for it. If you're in that realm dealing with the government, they're just slow and almost everything they do, but definitely in pay- making payments. <laughs> They're not so slow in, in collecting payments. <laughs> making You're not payments. allowed to be slow with them, but. <laughs> <laughs> not so much the other way around. Yeah. Um, so just, you just want to make sure that if you're working a lot in that, that you just really have a good cash flow plan for how to balance that out and know what to expect. So that's something else to bring up. And then um, an interesting, again, piece of information on on the on this uh, construction world and metrics was an average annual revenue per worker number, which was five hundred seventy five thousand per worker. So kind of a nice little thing to know, like if you're planning on okay, I'd like to have this many people. What can I kind of expect for you know them to make, and does that kind of line up with where I'm at and my in my geographic region, things like that. I mean, costs are different in different places. So this is average. So we want to, you know, take that into account. But I thought it was an interesting piece of information to share as a trend right now. Yeah. Well, and again, coming back to the the whole purpose of educating yourself on these numbers is to to be able to analyze what's going on in your own business and potentially set some new goals. Like, are you meet, meeting these? Do you want to exceed these? What's your goal in building your business and this asset that you're working toward building ultimately? So now shifting a little more away from the trends and getting more into the nitty gritty of the metrics themselves. What are some of the metrics that we should be shooting for in the construction industry? And I'm going to also put the qualifier of non-residential building construction industry in this too, um, because it does get, like you said, more specific. It's not just construction. It's not just this broad umbrella. Um, so right. we're, we're talking non-residential. Yeah, exactly. So we pulled the report. And again, since the report is very specific, we like Megan said, we had to qualify. This is the one that we pulled. Can't pull them all and give them all to you in this sort of podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, but so we, we pulled the non-residential building construction industry uh, NACS code and pulled a few of the metrics. Again, not every metric that's in there, but some of the important ones that we wanted to highlight for you guys so you can kind of get an idea of what we're referring to and things you should be paying attention to. So the first one is your current ratio and the B average again. And we did a five-year average. We pulled from the five-year average column because there's a couple places to pick from. Is 2.49. So your current ratio is your current assets to your current liabilities ratio. So industry average is 2.49. So you want to see kind of how you're stacking up to that. And that's, again, really important to the health of your business, potential cash flow problems coming up later. If you've got a bad current ratio, you're probably headed for a cash flow problem. So, and it also is something that bankers look at for lending, things like that. So that's an important ratio. And we actually, I'm going to insert here real quick. We, we do have two podcast episodes that are specific to ratios. Uh, number 57, we focus on liquidity ratios and then 58, we focus on profitability ratios. So, and we talk about the importance of those. If you're interested in learning more about them, those are great resources for you. Cool. So the next one we pulled is your cost of goods sold, which is a combination of your direct and indirect costs. So which we talk about more in episode 81, kind of what those are, but your cost of goods sold average is 81.87%. So again, I talk a, a lot in some of our episodes about managing by the percentages being really important. So this is a profit and loss percentage that you want to be paying a lot of attention to. It it folds into your profitability like you would not believe. <laughs> you want to make sure that your cost of goods sold total percentage you're really paying attention to, paying attention to the trends in your own company. But this is the industry trend at 81.87% that you can kind of see where you measure up if you're in the non-residential building construction industry. If you're not in that industry, obviously you can still find this information, work with a CFO or advisor to help you get this information, but that's one I would really definitely key into. Okay, so the next one is your gross margin. So your gross margin is your revenues minus your cost of goods sold. That's, you know, so it's not profitability, but you kind of that just revenues minus cost of goods sold, gross margin at 18.13%. And just like your cost of goods sold, it's pretty important. Obviously, they interplay with one another. So you want to make sure that your gross margins are strong and that they do well industry-wise. And this, again, is something that bankers pay attention to. It implicates the strength of your business. Basically, this is how you're running your jobs, okay? How profitable you are overall on your jobs. And you do have actually a gross margin per job as well. So that's something that you want to be, you know, paying attention to, obviously, kind of just the overall how this job do, but then aggregate it all together. That's your gross margin as a company. Um, and, you know, if you're running your jobs, well, you know, bankers are going to like you, bonders are going to like you, et cetera. So make sure and you're going to like yourself better because you're making more money, right? So <laughs> yeah. um, it's just, you know, mind. So want to watch that one for sure. All right. So then your operating overhead. Um, so we talked about this is uh, your GNA related expenditures in episode 81. This is your overhead for running a business, administrative people, legal accounting, rent, et cetera, office supplies. So the average is 12.13% here. So you want to make sure that you're really keeping control of your overhead. That is non-revenue generating 
expenses necessary. <laughs> so you still have to deal with them, but you want to make sure that those are really staying in line, that you're not overspending, you know, well in any area, but you know, this is especially important and you want to keep that tight. So you want to make sure, cause that's, that's basically just eating right into your profitability. If you're not keeping good control of that and you're not keeping it where it needs to be, it's just money out the door. So 12.13% on your overhead. Okay. And then the all important net income. Everybody wants that one, right? <laughs> so the net income percentage. So average is 4.5% in this industry. So we want to make sure again that your net income uh, is in industry, hopefully, maybe better than industry on this. Um, that's, you know, the money that the business is ultimately making that you're making uh, and putting maybe reinvesting in the company. So that's our profitability number right there. All right. So we did pull a couple other ones that were, so those were mostly, other than the current ratio, mostly profit and loss related, right? Having to do with the money that we're making in there. So there was a couple more balance sheet ones and then just kind of an overall one that we picked out. So the first one on the balance sheet is actually not a percentage. It's accounts receivable turnover time. So average accounts receivable turnover, average collections time, which you'll see this is fairly reflected in what we talked about in the trends as well. The trends said about 60 days. Well, this is 63 days. So there you go. That's pretty across the board construction industry wise. Now we're looking specifically at the non-residential building here, but obviously it looks like it's pretty similar overall as a trend as well. So 63 days to collect your receivables is what that trend is. So again, you want to be monitoring. Are you Hopefully better than that. I mean, we always want to recommend you get your money as quickly as possible, right? But you definitely don't want to be dragging it out longer than that as well. And if, if it is going longer, you need to look at your receivables. You need to look at your, you know, are you invoicing on time? Are you setting up good collections requirements? Are you following up to make sure the money is getting collected, etc.? So I'm going to make sure that we are industry or better on those. Okay, so the next one is our debt to equity. So definitely important for financing, um, but also again, just the overall financial health and strength of the business. Your debt to equity ratio at 2.53 is the industry average, again, 2.53. So you want to make sure that you're in alignment with that or better so that you have a, a good, strong company. And uh, if you're looking to get a bank loan, uh, they're going to be much more likely to lend to you if you have good debt to equity ratios going on there. So, and then the last one that we pulled, and this is kind of a little more, like I said, overarching is the sales growth. So this is growth from year to year. So you're looking at how much you're going to grow your sales, your overall revenue uh, generally. So it's 11%. So growing your top line by 11% on average is a good thing to shoot for. Again, it kind of depends on where you're at in your growth cycle of your business, if that is a good percentage or not. So you want your CFO advisor to weigh in on that because typically as a really new up and coming business, you want a higher growth percentage than, than like 11%. You, you want to maybe grow by 50 or, you know, higher. So if you're more established business, you know, you're going to see that kind of taper down a little bit typically, but you want a still healthy growth to continue on for the business. So we want to make sure that, you know, we're in line with the industry, but also taking that information, working with somebody that knows you, knows your business, knows where you're at, where your goals are, et cetera, to say, okay, are we going to set this? Are we going to set 11% as our growth 
goal? Does that make sense for our business? Or should it be a greater goal than that? And we need to be, you know, looking at it and kind of interpreting this data. We can't just take it and run with it necessarily. We need to interpret this data first decide on our goals, what it means for our company, how we're measuring up. But it's not necessarily as black and white. We need to just make sure that we're actually working through it with somebody that understands the metrics, but also understands the business and where things are at so we can have that conversation about it overall. Yeah, I think that's an important uh, side note there because it's, like we said, I mean, this information is all public information. It's not hidden. You can spend time and find all of it. Um, but having somebody who can kind of guide you through what are the important numbers to pay attention to, because it is easy to get overwhelmed looking at some of these reports and feel like, oh my gosh, I don't meet any of these. I have to to set a process in place that's going to take 12 months to change all of these things. And this is the only thing I can focus on. You know, like your mind can kind of go into that whirlwind of, holy cow, like... What do I even focus on? And then you end up usually doing nothing, right? Because you just get so overwhelmed that you just step away from it and just, okay, never mind. I'm not even going to try to accomplish it. It makes me think of the cartoon ostrich, like stick your head back in the ground. Yeah. Like, something's coming off. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. Just bury me back. Yeah. <laughs> I was happy in my hole. <laughs> so for sure, for sure. And like I said, I mean, sometimes there's reasons these metrics are different mm-hmm. for your specific business too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that all needs to really be considered. It can't just be blindly, you know, applied. So definitely. Yeah, and we'll put all of all of the information that we talked about today in the show notes for this episode, which can be found at pjscpas.com forward slash 83 for episode 83. But like Katina said, you know, take it with a grain of salt until you talk with somebody who understands the metrics and like she said, understands your business and where it's at and the industry and has that background information that, you know, you may be missing a piece of information and and freak yourself out over nothing too. So do we, we're not giving you this information to scare you in any way. It's just so you have the information and you may be able to have a conversation about it with, with your CFO. If you do not currently have a CFO, we do offer a free discovery call. You can sign up at pjscpas.com and we're happy to have a conversation with you, go over some of these things and talk to you about your goals, how we can help, all of that. So sign up there or you can give us a call at 844-475-7272. So we look forward to speaking with you. And Katina, before I wrap up, is there anything else that you'd like to leave our listeners with? So I think our our mantra for this episode should be don't be an ostrich, (laughs) build your business better and uh, see how you measure up. You know, uh, don't be afraid. It's, it can only help you, right? It can just knowledge is power as they say. So just take, take the time to look into this and get your business where you want it to be. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks Katina. And thank you all for joining us for today's episode. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.